monkeys and monsters walk the earth, but these podcasters are filled with mirth. We'll watch films that are spooky, silly, and fun, but this time we'll watch the entire movie in one. So prepare to laugh beyond all reason. It's Edging Podcast's Halloween season. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Edging on Halloweenies, our series where we discuss hallo- interesting Halloween classics, discussing the entire movie instead of our usual 10-minute format. I am Spooky Drew. I am David X. Cohen. <laughs> I'm Creepy Adam. Happy Ooh. Halloween. Today we're talking about Ernest Scared Stupid. I sure hope he does. <laughs> that was a thinker. <laughs> it's one of the ones where you gotta keep thinking about it, and the more you think about it, the less sense it makes. What's stupid ever do to Ernest? Why Ernest scaring him? He must be really scared, because he's pretty stupid. Today... We're talking about a movie that takes down troll culture, really stops cancel culture, and proves that all you need to get by in this world is an IQ of three. Correct. Okay, Sam, you're kind of our resident Ernest expert. Can you just give a brief rundown of what the hell Ernest is? So, Ernest is... Okay, let me look up the actor's name. Well, do, you, do you guys know the Jim actor's Varney. name? Jim Varney. Okay. Jim Varney. Ernest P. Worrell is a character uh, played by Jim Varney. Uh, he's very famous for, for making just a lot... Uh, started making commercials, gained a lot of traction for his character work, and uh, then he got some movies. And, uh, yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid is probably... Uh, I, I'm not even going to say probably. I think it's just kind of the best Ernest movie. Which is agree. which is a real honor. Let me let me tell you, <laughs> I have not seen this. I I, I went into this saying that I really like this movie because I have not seen this movie since high school. I'm glad to say I can still say I like this movie. We asked you to break down uh, the Ernest series. Now I'd like you to break down why did you make us watch this, Sam? Uh, to be entirely honest, the entire reason that I really wanted to do this this episode was that uh. When I first pitched it, everybody hated Ernest so much that I was like, well, we got to do it then. Now we have and to. And now that's all changed. I, I feel like you get a really good feel for the whole movie just in the intro, which is just uh, like several straight minutes of, of uh, Ernest P. Worrell gurning at classic horror films. <laughs> oh, the, the best part of the intro, though, this, this, I, this made me actually pause the movie just to laugh to myself. We get an introduction. We're introduced to the the monster. We see mm-hmm. the the camera's eye view of a monster chasing a little girl, and then we see the townsfolk behind him throw a net. But they also catch the little girl in the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they play it off like it wasn't supposed to happen. So I assume that was a mistake, unless it was you know one of those classic comedy gags I missed out on. I my favorite part of this entire movie is the extras and the details in the background because the extras are pretty much always laughing, especially the child actors in moments of terror. 
and there are so many mistakes in, in the background of people like looking into the camera and smiling when they're being attacked by monsters. It's so enjoyable. Something else to keep in mind when you watch this movie, if you choose to watch this movie. Which you should. You, you should. We, we definitely recommend mm-hmm. it. It seems as definitely. though they only have one camera. <laughs> it's, well, cameras it's, are expensive, Adam. Cameras are Look expensive. Look at Miss... Look at the bourgeoisie over here thinking that you need multiple cameras to film a movie. You only need one camera to film an Ernest movie. I, I want to argue with you, but there's one particular scene that instantly comes to mind when you say that, which is there's 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 a part pretty early on where there's uh, I, I want to say three character four characters having a conversation. Ernest, the police officer, the police officer's son, and his wife. There is one camera for the entire scene, which just very very obviously moves between them. Like I, I want to see yeah. the wide angle shot of that where they're all shuffling out of the way for the cameraman to move through and get a better a be, better angle. Yeah, you know how Excuse most me. dialogue Excuse scenes me. when there's different fixed camera angles for different subjects, there are three different scenes in this movie where there are multiple, at least three or four uh, people in a given scene, and the camera just changes subjects in frame. That's some uh, in-camera editing for you. Handheld camera. Handheld camera, nonetheless. Sam, there was something interesting you said the other day when we were talking about this, about a tripod error. Yeah, fun fact that only the real earnest heads out there would know. Uh, this mo- The camera crew, their their tripod broke partway through filming, which is why there's not a straight shot in the entire fucking movie. That's a lie, but it might as well be true. Oh, you lied to me? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm good trickster. at that. You little trickster. I think we've delayed enough uh, telling you guys what happens in this movie. Sam, could you give us like a two-paragraph summary? of just the plot all the way through to give us sort of bones that we can add some meat to. The plot begins in the olden times when uh, one of Ernest's ancestors uh, traps the troll. Probably owns slaves. True. (laughs) You can see those mutton chops and you just know. Uh, And he gives this this grand speech about how uh, they're going to bury this troll underneath the tree because they can't kill it and they're going to plant the tree on top of it and the tree should never be disturbed lest the troll come back. Uh... Pretty stupid curse, right? Yeah, pretty pretty dumb curse. So of course, with the mummy. So so of course, Ernest has to bumblefuck his way into releasing the troll, (laughs) Uh, and the troll terrorizes the town, uh, turning children into wood, uh, turns them into little wooden statues, specifically only children though, and uh, uses these wooden statues to uh, gain power. Once he has four children souls, he can uh, unleash his troll army. And uh, take all the turn all the children into wooden statues. I guess. I would like to begin a frank discussion of the plot by saying that Ernest is by far the antagonist of the movie. <laughs> that's, At least the that's impetus fair. for evil. The scene in which Ernest unleashes the troll is truly something of, of beauty, as he he literally says, "And this, the, the, uh, what what is her name again? I can't remember the name of the uh." Oh boy, uh, her name's Old Lady Hackett, I think. Sounds yes, right. Hackmore. Old Lady Hackmore, Hackmore yes. played by Eartha Kitt, one of the most underrated American musical darlings. She's here, just playing a crazy <laughs> old witch who tells Ernest 
that there's a curse that if he goes up to this tree, puts his hand on it, and says this line, it's going to release a troll monster. So Ernest goes over to the tree and it's like, well, I'm definitely not going to put my hand on it. And I'm definitely not going to say the inscription. I never do that. Oh, not even that. We don't even see her tell him how the, how the troll will be unleashed. We just see him go back after talking to her to the treehouse that he made with the kids in the cursed tree, of course, and goes, and then she said something. If I put my hands on the tree and said, Trogdor, rise from your barren grave and reclaim your domain upon the earth. Something like that. Anyway, she said it would get ridiculous, right? <laughs> Uh, piggybacking off Eartha Kitt in this movie, a really fun bit of trivia that I found when I was uh, doing a little background research for this movie. Uh, casting director for Ernest Scared Stupid, Ruth Lambert, casted Eartha Kitt in this movie. And then 20 years later, as a favor to Ruth Lambert for putting her in this movie, uh, Eartha Kitt decided to uh, do a favor and appear in a, a Grace film called Emperor's New Groove. So they met... Yes. Beloved cult classic met from this movie. Well, I don't know if it's a cult classic. It was pretty successful. But you know what I mean. Fan favorite. Oh, All Emperor's New Groove is a masterclass in comedic timing and delivery. And Eartha Kitt has still got that these years later. And Ernest Scared Stupid, where she's like the only funny person in this movie. <laughs> and it's, it's that kind of funny where it's not like... Uh, that's no way to get ahead in life and then she honks her big red nose she actually <laughs> says things that are funny to think about she's like a straight man character despite being the person that has all the knowledge of like the supernatural and like vampires and demons and this stuff but she's still the most grounded character in the film to some extent <laughs> she's the only one that has any idea what the fuck is going on and bless her for it hmm Every time we get, like, ten minutes of Ernest, I like that they give you, like, two minutes of Eartha Kit to detox. Yeah, that's pretty fair. A question regarding Ernest. Nope. Is he a garbage man in every single movie, or is this just this particular one? I don't know if there is just any continuity, this actually. Just this one? Yeah. No continuity. He just does odd jobs. Okay. Interesting. Okay. He hangs out with kids a lot. That's this is the nineties. This is nineteen ninety one, just so everyone knows. I mean, we've already had uh in American culture there's already been a huge pedophile scare at this point, so that's not cool anymore. No no parents are letting their kids hang out with a grown man who quote has the heart of a child. There's a really good point uh part where uh the the sheriff's son is riding in Ernest's garbage truck and he sees him and stops and he's like, I could get a lot of trouble for riding in here. <laughs> not because it's a garbage and there's like, Yeah, no one's allowed to ride in the garbage truck. It's like, oh, I thought you meant because it was an adult man with a little kid in his garbage truck. <laughs> I can do 10 to 20 for being there with you, uh, Kenny. But as we can see from this movie, Ernest essentially is a child. So, really. <laughs> Ernest is a blight on civilization. That's what he is. They give him this job out of pity, recognizing what a dumb bumblefuck of a man he is and the first thing he does is screw it up by inventing a mopping machine to clean trash cans which of course goes awry and he gets dumped in the garbage and then we all laugh yes mm. it's the just a little bit three of stooges a... gag hmm. 
Uh, so we had to bring in some of those uh, Pee Wee Herman inventions here. Yeah, it's uh, funny that you asked us about like uh, uh, Ernest's other jobs because I just remember the beginning of Ernest goes to the army when he's working as an orangutan exterminator, hired <laughs> out by hotels. Now that you have a little more Ernest experience, Adam, do you think Jim Varney would have done a better job playing Buck LaFarge in Dunstan Checks In? Ooh. Uh, I, I don't know. That's a really hard question because, I mean, Pee Wee Herman was pretty much that character. I, I guarantee that it was just supposed to be written to be a Back of the Bones character, but they just started filming him being Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know if he'd do a better job because Pee Wee Herman nails that role so well. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> when that I, was when one I of those think... roles that was written for Pee Wee or Paul Rubens. He's not Pee Wee Herman. He is Paul Rubens. See, when I think orangutan exterminator, I immediately think Paul Rubens. If you if you told me Jim Varney is a orangutan exterminator, I don't think he's got it in him to kill an orangutan. He'd probably befriend the orangutan and go like waltzing out of the hotel with him while making funny faces. Which brings me <laughs> back to something else. I gotta say. Uh, 90% of the humor in this from Jim Varney himself is uh, just funny faces and, and funny reactions. Yeah. Which really, I, I, I want to discuss this because I think funny faces humor is incredibly underrated. Gurning is an underrated art. It's the first thing that we find funny as human beings. Think of babies. What's the funniest thing to a baby? Making funny faces. That's why Ernest Scared Stupid is a brilliant masterpiece, a master class in comedy. <laughs> and that's why... <laughs> That's why crushed sweet potatoes in a paste form is the best food known to man because it's the first thing that we eat when we're a baby. Ernest finished the take and he's... Uh, Jim Varney finished every take and he's just take a long drag on his cigarette, put his beret on and go, oh, that was a good one. That was a good <laughs> fucking take. Get it millions of dollars. They don't understand my art. After Ernest unleashes a troll that begins hunting down the the children of this town, Ernest is the only one. But only the ones that Ernest hangs out with. Yeah, hunting down all the children that Ernest hangs out with. (laughs) Ernest has to like the troll. Oh, oh my gosh! Something else. There's uh, two or three times in this movie where he has moments where he, he portrays like multiple characters yes yes i was just gonna, gonna get into this garb from different eras sam are we gonna talk can, about the mongolian face uh yeah ottoman. Um, ottoman face that's right yes oh can you, is that something that happens across the earnest spectrum i don't know but he straight up does have his his face painted brown in this movie 1991 <sighs> I've never heard anyone talk about it. I guess probably because he's dead. You can't cancel a dead man. <laughs> I don't think anyone's actually thought enough about Jim Varney to look back into his career and be like, oh, this is juicy. I got him now. That's the uh, funny thing. No one's ever talked about it because we're actually the first people to watch this movie in 20 years. Adam, <laughs> here's, here's what it is. I'm going to make a Venn diagram for you on screen. Here are people who watch Ernest Scared Stupid, and here are people who would cancel people. Uh, for the audience out there, I just want to give you a visual on this. The circles were completely separate. The Venn diagram <laughs> was two separate circles. Visual gag, perfect for audio medium. I was trying to explain what exactly Ernest is to my wife, and the closest thing I could think <laughs> my of life. was he's like Larry the Cable Guy from the 80s. Is uh, that fair? Uh, it's all about rednecks and catchphrases and uh, basic I, humor. 
I wouldn't say he's necessarily a redneck. His bit is just he's dumb. <laughs> he refers to himself as a redneck like three or four times in just this one movie. Does he? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. But he never even once says the N-word. <laughs> so he's not a gamer either. Yeah. Can we talk about the uh, the second best character in the movie, Train Tour the Troll? Yes. I unironically like the character design of the trolls. They are not necessarily scary, but they're very good fantasy trolls, especially at the end of the movie when, spoilers, the troll army comes. You want a little bit of uh, background information for the character designers of the trolls? Yeah. Okay, so uh, the, the costume and all the prosthetics and all the working parts were designed by... Uh, a uh, effects team known as the Kyoto Brothers. You might remember them from a movie called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And if you notice, if you look carefully in the climax with the huge troll battle, there's also a specific couple trolls that are just recycled Killer Clowns uh, masks, just painted like troll colors. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I really like that Tantor is just a head... His head is so big. That was a very bold character design, but I think it makes him look otherworldly and silly while also being intimidating. Overall, it's really hard to argue with the set design and and mise en scene of this movie. It's it's fairly well done. I like the only the, the one bit you could argue about is the fact that old lady Hackmore's uh, front lawn is supposed to look like this crazy. Uh, just just all kinds of stuff piled up like junk sculpture sort of thing but the grass i'd noticed is still perfectly mowed mm. <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say though this is actually a character detail that shows us that despite the yard looking messy it's exactly how she wants it and she does still <laughs> take time in making it look good <laughs> uh, something else that i found really good about uh about trantor trantor or tantor tantor a Trenton. Trent, Trent, Trenton. <laughs> Trenton. Trenton the Troll. Uh, when he's introduced, there's a really interesting uh, framing choice. Uh, when he's introduced, there's a, a kid that falls in a ditch, and he's struggling to get out. But when when we first see the character, uh, the camera is doing a, a, a low angle looking up at him, so it makes him look huge. I thought that was a really interesting thing that people with... I, I hate to talk down about stuff like this. People with clearly no practical filming experience it, it was very <laughs> nice to see that they they uh did like a, a down up angle at him to make him look bigger and then when you see him tiny it makes me feel like an idiot so that's cool <laughs> speaking of that little scene things like that little thing that i think is so cool on Tantor trenton is the fact that he can mimic voices per- perfectly? That is really yeah. scary. Yeah, that actually he comes. The shit out of me. Yeah, because this little kid falls in a bog, and then you see a hand pull him up, and you hear Ernest's voice off screen say, "All right, let's get out of here." The kid's like, "Thanks, Ernest." He looks up, giant troll trying to turn him into a wooden statue. <laughs> oh, also, I want to point out with the trolls in this movie, uh, they follow the trolls three logic. Uh, where they are all vegan and they they come from plants. <laughs> I also love that the goal of the trolls is to collect souls. So the troll's toll is is kids' souls. I was just the troll's saying, toll you is the boy's soul. The, troll toll. <laughs> the, the whole time, and he puts them in his tree hole. Man, 
We can write an entire song. <laughs> so anyway, we did. <laughs> so anyway, Ernest frees the lost member of Guar from his grave. Ooh, interesting. I like that reference. This troll is just going from house to house, turning children into statues to feed its brethren. And, and the <laughs> only hope of salvation is Ernest P. Worrell. And he enlists the help of two more great characters, the Tulip Brothers. I think they're the last of the good yes. characters in this movie. You know what Are I'm talking about, people brother? selling the troll gear? Yes. <laughs> the Tulip Brothers are two, like, 60-year-old men who, who sell Ernest $1,000 worth of quote-unquote troll fighting gear, which is just, like, mosquito repellent and <laughs> hockey pads and stuff. Good on them for having that all on hand, though. Like, all the labeling is, is clearly for troll fighting purposes. That's yeah. a good salesman right there. They were ready. Ernest scared, stupid. As our main character is called. I, I've touched upon what a bane to civilization and common human decency he is. And that's why I find it so satisfying and ball-tickling that he dies so constantly. That he comes close to death so constantly. <laughs> God does not want this man to live. There are, are so many points in this movie where Ernest should be dead. My favorite uh, one... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, because you're going to say the same thing as me and you'll describe it you better. you talking about the bear trap one? Oh no, the bear trap was so good. Oh, I that love was the my bear absolute favorite. Like the best part about that whole scene was that he he's setting up this giant bear trap to catch a troll, and he gets stuck For in reference, the middle. It's far larger than a normal bear trap, which it's makes the it size very of funny. A bear. <laughs> I think if we went through each of us, each one of us would have a different uh, thing to say about our favorite time that Ernest almost died. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Adam. Please continue no, about okay. the bear trap. I was just continuing to describe yes, yes. the bear trap scene. It's beautifully shot. Probably the only really good one in this movie. He's setting up the bear trap and it goes off while he's in the middle of it and the camera cuts away. <laughs> so you can be right to assume that he actually died. There's no like reaction sound. There's no, oh god or anything like that. The camera just cuts away to silence after you hear the snap, the metallic <laughs> crack of the, the bear trap meeting teeth together I mean, no, was there any point when he was trying to open the bear trap where he was fully extended his hands on one side and his feet on the other I think so okay good uh, I was yes. really hoping so but I did look down to write a note about it at that exact moment and I looked back up and went oh I hope they did that <laughs> yeah he definitely did that <laughs> uh, my favorite earnest near death experience is definitely the uh, I know it's very early on but the garbage truck scene I had yes. so much from the garbage truck scene. So, he goes into the back of his garbage truck for reasons. I can't remember. Did he fall in? Or I, I can't remember he how he ended up back there. Because of his mopping device. His Rube ah, Goldberg yes. machine, which is a hallmark of the 90s movie. That's right. And uh, his his dog Rimshot, who uh, hates him just as much as uh, the universe, decides to, to end his master's life here and now and steps on the trash compactor button of the uh, garbage truck, which slowly begins to crush down on Ernest as he tries to uh, just sort of ad-lib ways to get out of this situation. Uh, he takes a muffler. He puts the muffler to either side. I was, I, I was even saying out loud when this happened, Ernest, that muffler is not going to support the weight of this garbage. Yeah, it's not going to work. And sure enough, the muffler gets bent right in half, grabs a shovel, holds the shovel up, snaps the shovel right in half. And uh, the, the one thing in this scene is 
it does feel like it goes on too long where it feels like he should have been crushed by now but i noticed a nice little detail it's not a it's not a noticeable enough detail for it to actually sell the scene but they did actually have if you if you look closely that entire time a shadow that does move across the side of the truck and it does actually move consistently across the, to like imply that he is being crushed which i thought was a very nice touch because the rest of the time it's close enough that you can't see either side of the truck <laughs> a detail i latched onto about that real quick and then we'll get to drew's favorite earnest death i noticed a commonality between that and the bear trap scene is that the reason he gets stuck in the bear trap is because his dog was supposed to bring him a stick to hold the trap uh until he rolled out of it the dog refused to bring him the stick. The dog wanted him to die in this instance, too. So, Drew, if you have a memory of your specific one where Rimshot I, is the problem. I could have finished the garbage truck scene because uh, the way he's saved from the garbage... The, the way he is saved from this is pretty good because he isn't saved from it. <laughs> you think he's going to be saved from but he isn't. At the very end, the, like the, the kids open the back of the garbage truck when they realize that Ernest is inside screaming, and it opens up to reveal a block of compacted trash with Ernest's face sticking out of the middle. <laughs> Drew, what was your favorite Ernest punishment? Unfortunately, this is not Rimshot, but it is another main character wanting Ernest to die. And it's the time when Ernest, as a garbage person, first goes over to Lady Hack, Mrs. Hack, Old Lady Hackmore, that's her official title. Yes, He goes yes. over to Old Lady Hackmore's house to talk to her about the garbage that she has all over her house. And in protest, she takes out a butane, like, spray can and a lighter and <laughs> sprays a flame at Ernest's face. And it cuts away right when it looks like the flames are coming into contact with him. There's also something you need to know about all these scenes, which is that Ernest has one scream. <laughs> he just screams every time the exact same way, and I kind of love it. It's like the goofy scream. It's not quite as distinct, but at least he's, he's very consistent. I did like the one scene where a boulder fell down and crushed Ernest, and he went, Whoa! <laughs> Speaking of death in this movie, there's another scene that I, I kind of, even watching it, was like, that's a little fucked up. Uh, so, the kids are at, like, their uh, their Halloween uh, scary house they've made out of some old abandoned pallets and cardboard. And the two bully characters come and destroy it. But they don't just destroy it. As they're shaking it with them inside, they're yelling, Get out! You're gonna die! You're gonna die! They keep yelling, You're gonna die! Like, even for kids, that's a little messed up. <laughs> ooh, 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 and can we, can we please get, does anyone remember how they responded? How our, our uh, protagonist children responded to this? I can't remember. The immediate, the, the singeing burn of, of uh, something to the effect of calling them buttheads. I just know they called them buttheads, and I, I really feel like that's something that should be brought back. Well, we broke down this movie a little bit. And we know we have a troll running around, snatching children, turning them into little wooden dolls. How do you beat a troll? What is Miak. it that stops a troll? How do you, how do you win? Oh, Miak was a great gag. Miak had me it's in Miak. stitches. Okay, Holy hang on. Shit. We've got to pause here because I was going to do some background research. Okay. But I didn't. Uh, did anyone else uh, look up if Miak is real? I actually did not. I took Ernest's word for it. He spoke with such confidence. Yeah. That I and just he brought some. Him. Okay, let's see. He brought some. Yeah. A physical yeah, he sample. He has... Whether... <laughs> of course it's real. Did you not watch the movie? He had some in his hand. 
Come on, Sam. Here's something directly relating to this movie. Uh, okay. So, yes, I want to confirm Miak is not real, but we'll, we'll just uh, leave that out. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so that's... Holy shit, Miak isn't real! <laughs> then what the hell did Ernest dump on the troll? <laughs> yeah, I, what I, was I, I it? found this. I found this article about how Ernest Scared Stupid made up a fictional food called Miak. <sighs> did he so say nice. it was a food? So what happens is that, yeah. that there's Ernest is reading the troll history book and trying to figure out how to defeat the trolls. He's reading the troll logs, and uh, very conveniently, the only in, listed in there, the only way to defeat a troll is M I missing letter K. And of course, there's only one word that has M I missing letter K, and it's Miak, which apparently Ernest wants us to believe it's a Bulgarian food. I, I want to say that I, I do kind of this is a fun joke because <laughs> he says Miak and it does sound kind of like the most idiotic throwaway gag in the world until 15 minutes later when Ernest shows up with a with a can a jar of authentic Bulgarian Miak which he throws at the troll that's what did it for me too to resounding lack of effect I thought it was funny until I realized that it wasn't a real thing yeah, it really cheapens it. It it does. Now it doesn't even make fucking sense. Ernest's such a divine buffoon that he manages <laughs> to will into existence an ancient Bulgarian dish. <laughs> no one else has this power in this movie. Ernest is the most powerful character in Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, what's the troll god? He turns p- kids into dolls? No, Ernest can procure Miak. You got, what what just troll got? Runny nose? That's it. Just by suggesting Miak should exist in this universe, he has ensured that it does. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh... It's kind of like Haruhi Su- Suzumiya, actually. It's kind of like the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Ernest Scared Stupid? It's very similar. They have a lot of similar themes to him. We've tickled your balls long enough here. What word could it possibly have been that was hidden the missing letter the missing third letter in this four word phrase what is missing that will kill wait, the wait. troll can we Me. say it together with the audience like a children's show <laughs> do you know what will kill the troll three, three two, two one milk, milk. oh oh wait. it was milk i watched the wrong movie i'm sorry <laughs> i've been hiding it this whole time mink so I've been just if, bullshitting this entire this entire conversation. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So I've got to say, guys, as someone who is who is not a child, I I don't know if the uh, the the suspense there really holds up because I I seem to remember even as a kid going, "It's milk. It's obviously <laughs> milk." Yes, the only thing I can defeat the trolls is a mother's breast milk. And so they slowly find out over the course of 20 minutes, we're like, oh, the troll doesn't like this ice cream? Hmm. Oh, the troll ran away. We threw a gallon of milk at it. Huh. I wonder why that could be. Does Ernest even figure it out, or is it just the kids? I think it's, it's the, the kids, kids, isn't it? It's yeah. the kids. He, he got us 90% of the way there. <laughs> to be fair, though, Miak does need milk to thicken it up. So you're saying he should have hypothetically be the troll with the Miak. Okay. Someone didn't do their Miak research. Well, as you can see in the movie, movie. It, was a very, it was a very runny Miak. It clearly did not have any milk added yet. 
Ah, uh, you're right. That's just me, Mama's Miak that I'm thinking of. That used homemade, authentic, you know, fresh milk. This it's is like everybody brand stuff. In Bulgaria, the miak is a very personal, like, family thing where where every family has a kind of different miak recipe. So when you buy miak, you're really just buying kind of the base, and you add the rest of the stuff. It's like Calpico. When you buy Calpico, you're, you're not buying Calpico. You're just buying the concentrate, which is undrinkable. you got to pour your own water into it. It's never as good. This is your like second reminder that miak is not a real thing. Just to it's be never clear. as good as... It's never as good as my Bulgarian grandma's real authentic miak. She puts just the right amount of milk in. She says, this will keep the trolls at bay, my Mitska. <laughs> yes, I did look up the Bulgarian word for child. Excellent background research. Very necessary. No, I didn't. <laughs> Damn it. Gaslighted again. All milk considered, though, when the troll turns into his uber form, no amount of this... milk can stop you. He becomes That's so true, powerful yes. that titty milk has no power over him, guys. To, to hop back a bit, uh, what happens is, is Ernest's uh, continued ineptitude to figure out what will actually kill the troll. He's got plenty of opportunities. Multiple times the troll encounters dairy and is not like it. He's not a fan, clearly. But Ernest still can't figure it out. And so the five kids get taken, necessary to awaken the entire fantasy troll army. But, at, but at then, this... yes, the, the troll army, they're so strong that uh, uh, Trenton is no longer <laughs> able to be affected by milk. He can drink that shit on his cereal. The only thing that can stop him, milk is not strong enough, so Ernest reaches down the front of his, front of his pants with his hand, scrapes off the cheese from his dick, and uses its powers to stop the troll. I, I gotta say, the delivery of uh, the line as Ernest finally figures out how to really kill Trenton. I don't know about you guys, but that delivery gets me every time. <laughs> so early on, we hear that the only way that the, uh, what is it, like, un the unconditional, there's some, some line about the unconditional love unconditional of a child. love of a mother yeah. or something like that. Ernest I, I, think mommy. The exact words, I think the exact words were mommy milkers. Yeah, that's what it was. And, and so Ernest finally putting two and two together. Uh, in the final confrontation with Trenton when he realizes that milk... There, there's a, gr a great line from Trenton here as he bellows, oh, I've become too powerful. Not even milk can stop me now. <laughs> the classic line, Darth Vader said it, Sauron has said it. Classic so villain er line. Ernest P. Worrell realizes the only way to defeat the troll is with the unconditional love of a child. So he throws his arms to the side and says, Come here, big fella. And he starts hugging and waltzing Trenton as Trent's, Trenton just, like, starts exploding. And I'll be honest, it wasn't until this point that I realized how small the troll actually was. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's a little fella. He's all head. Mm. All head all the time. All head and ear appendage. I'm surprised you guys glossed over that. The creature effects as he transforms. Essentially, he just gets more uh, spikes, yeah. uh, bigger teeth, and tentacles, yes, that come out of the points on his ears. Like, he had these little points on the edges of his ears, and they just, like, sprout little... Uh, I'd, I'd seen enough hentai to know where that was going. Yeah, it's it's kind of... <laughs> the first thing that came to mind when I saw that, that meager transformation was uh, that scene in the Doom movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson becomes evil... And his doom monster transformation is he puts contact lenses in, his ears get pointy, and he gets fangs, but he still looks like the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Another thing interesting about the character design is the booger physics on Trenton are fantastic. This oh, dude yeah. is always oh, snotty. Yeah. <laughs> the same guy did the booger physics as did the spaghetti physics in Multiplicity for four. So yeah, Ooh. he knows consistent messes. Yeah. I'm trying to find here what it is because I really enjoy the the nickname he ref he frequently uses for the troll. Is it uh booger lips? Booger lips, lips. That's it. Booger lips. I really like booger lips. I think that has great uh, modern applications. If you call someone booger lips in real life, they're gonna be pissed. Booger lips has teeth. It wasn't even directed at me, but I wanted to punch you just hearing you cast booger lips out into the ether. I'm like, how dare you! You can't just say that without a content warning. <laughs> but yeah, so Ernest defeats uh, Trenton with love. A nice little and dance turns the troll into jelly. And then the movie ends. Oh. So I've got a lot of things in here that I know it's going to be hard, be jumping around a bit. But I had a lot of notes that I do, I, I absolutely, we got to go back to. <laughs> For example, I, rem I, ha I found the booger lips line because it was one of the best parts in the movie. Where uh, th this is, uh, Ernest is fighting, fighting Trenton. He's on top of Ernest's truck, stabbing, stabbing through the roof with a giant knife. See, he turns children into wooden statues, but he just fucking kills the adults. <laughs> he doesn't give a <laughs> shit. And so he's stabbing through the roof, trying to kill, literally kill Ernest. Uh, he gets thrown out of the back of the truck, but he gets a rope tied around his foot and is hanging behind the truck. Uh, he grabs the truck by the rope and begins pulling it backwards. And Ernest, in a rare moment of salience, says, Eat bumper, booger lips, and puts it in reverse. He runs over the poor little man in that costume. I love that scene so much. I feel like if people don't, if when people, if people would ask me who Ernest was, I'd show them the eat bumper booger lips scene because it's the best, it's the most charitable impression of Ernest you could possibly give someone. Eat bumper oh, booger lips. Trenton stopping that truck just reminds me what a bad bitch he is. <laughs> that entire truck scene just keeps on reinforcing that Trenton feels like he's in a different movie than Ernest. And so watching <laughs> the two of them clash, it feels like some sort of rift is going to form. <laughs> Trenton is taking it so much ser so much more seriously. It's like watching It's like when you see like uh, videos of a fight at a bar where the one guy it, the, the second the video starts you know who's going to lose it's the guy that's starting the fight who is way smaller than the dude he's trying to start a fight with you know what it's, it is this it, is like it's like that it's like a crossover like it's scooby-doo meets jeffrey dahmer they are so mismatched <laughs> scooby-doo goes <laughs> and then he like hides in a suit of armor and then jeffrey dahmer rips off the suits of armor's head and then he starts eating scooby-doo and he starts <laughs> drilling into his brains Scooby Doo. Oh, <laughs> How long do you think it'll be till there's like a Scooby Doo Ernest crossover? Forever. I, I know forever is the real answer. <laughs> well, I mean, we missed our window opportunity. I guess. Well, it can be animated. Who else? So who it's like, could do with the voice of Ernest, though? Who could possibly play such a everyone. charismatic character? <laughs> everyone. Literally everyone on Earth. Could do an earnest impression. You don't even need the gurning because you can animate him. Yeah, that's true. Ernest has all his power when he's drawn down. On paper. <laughs> okay, the movie is set. The Scooby Doo Ernest crossover is set when Ernest is like older. It's set like about ten years in the future, so Ernest is much older. 
and that uh, implies that he has been friends with the uh, the mystery gang since they were the age of the protagonists in this movie, so it tracks. Mm-hmm. Why are you hanging out with that old man? Oh, that's our friend Ernest. He saved us from a troll in the 90s. <laughs> they gotta do some classic Scooby-Doo shit where Ernest turns out to be the bad guy, too. Hey, do you think one of the main characters in this movie, when the kids went to college, Ernest went to, like, uh, spring va- spring break with them? That's a sign that that conversation needs to stop. <laughs> the child actors suck in Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> child actors can make nuts. or break any movie. They really broke this one. Especially for a movie that's so centered around children. I didn't think they were that terrible. I guess I, don't, I guess I just enjoy the movie, so it's hard to say. <laughs> Sam's an earnest apologist. Though that being said, I must I must confess, when I first tried to watch this last night, I got 20 minutes in and I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I had to stop. But today I watched the rest of it and I was like, ah, oh, hell yeah. That's earnest <laughs> scared fair, stupid, baby. To be fair, the first 20 minutes do huff nuts and then the movie <laughs> drastically picks up once Tr- once Trenton enters the scene. I also really want to say, I find it interesting that you guys hate this movie so much, or, or at least hated it so much. I don't know if you've gained a new appreciation for watching it now. We'll get back to that in a minute. But <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but this movie is like full on just kind of a classic. Oh, yeah. I don't hear people talk about it very much. I guess it might be like a little, I don't want to date us, but like maybe a little bit beyond our generation <laughs> in general. But Ernest Scared Stupid is considered widely a classic. And I think it holds up 100%. You know... Nothing in this movie is dated or uncomfortable in 2021. The whole thing's just a fun ride all the way through, and you never have to think about it in the context of modern times. I disagree with that heartily, but you know what? It's it's a fun movie. It's, It's just something to put on and just casually watch. It's something you don't have to pay much attention to. It's kind of like Monster Squad in that way. It's just it's like, fun. Man. It's it's a terrible movie, but it's a fun, terrible movie. <laughs> oh man, if Ernest died in the first ten minutes, imagine how much better this would be if it was Eartha Kit trying to hunt down a troll. I would love to see it like an Eartha Kit <gasps> spin-off. You know how Kiss had like a shit ton of seasonal movies? Eartha Kit seasonal movies in the same vein. So we have Eartha Kit scared stupid when she hunts down a troll. Eartha Kit saves Christmas. Unfortunately, we missed our window for her, too. She passed away. When? Oh, uh, a couple years ago. Oh. You, you guys want to make a bet real quick? Yes. What's that? I'm gonna. I, I will. I'm willing to lay on the line. Right? No, I'm not. I'm not willing to lay any money on the line. But <laughs> I will bet you guys that the lowest rated Ernest movie of all time is the Christmas one. Because I remember. I remember as a kid, I really liked the Ernest movies. I watched like all of them with my grandma. Every time I go to my grandma's, we'd rent a new Ernest movie. I don't even. I I remember not liking the Christmas one as a kid. You know I. I consider myself a betting man, but I don't know enough about Ernest to really put money on that. Oh, no. So, so we got 2.8 for Ernest Scared Stupid. Is Ernest goes 10? to jail, coming in at a hot 2.6. Ooh. Ernest goes uh, to school. I, my money's on Africa, because I feel like that one's going to be really racially insensitive. <laughs> you know what? Let's actually just go ahead and we'll sort by, uh, we'll sort, sort by rating. 
Nope. I'd... I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked Ernest Goes to WrestleMania myself. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So I hate to say it, but the Ernest Christmas movie is not the worst rated Ernest film, which is kind of scary. Uh, let's see what let's see what Ernest. Oh, Ernest joins the army, coming in at a hot two point oh. Ernest goes to Africa. Drew wins one point eight. Yes. <laughs> There's an Ernest goes. I thought you were joshing me. There's an Ernest goes to Africa. How does no. Ernest go? Th- this is going to sound uh, like this might sound a bit uh, <laughs> a bit negative coming from an Ernest fan. But how does Ernest goes to school have a two point two? I don't even remember that movie fucking existing. <laughs> That and Ernest Rides Again. Ernest Rides Again, I did not know was a film. Ernest Fucking Plows was a pretty good one. <laughs> it's the one where Ernest is in a frat in college, and he's just smashing puss left and right. Does anybody know what the first Ernest movie is? No. Hang on. Oh, shit. Let me check I'm, <clears throat> that I'm sorted by, by year. I'm not Ernest sorted by to, year. Ernest Joins the Army is my guest. That's the one that shows the first here. Okay, let's sort by release date. Earliest first. Oh, no, I was completely off. Ernest Joins the Army is one of the last. Ernest Goes to Camp is the first one. We got Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Rides Again, (laughs) Ernest Goes to School. Oh, no, Slam Dunk Ernest. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, 2.2. It's like Air Bud, where the main character does not have any intelligence. <laughs> well, it doesn't uh, say in the, the rules that an idiot can't play basketball. That's true. Ernest Joins the Army is actually the last Ernest film, and somewhat of Return to Form, where we've gone from a, a 1.8 in the previous film all the way up to a 2.0. Okay, all right. This is out of five, of course, I should say. Out of five? I was expecting out of ten. I think that's a little cruel. I think it's time to start winding down, you guys. All right. I got my Miak in my left hand, my breast milk in the right. Going to pour them together just like Grandma used to. The trolls won't know what hit them. In the meantime, I've been Jangly Bones Drew. I've been Skeletal Sam. I've been Booger Lips Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have to do that to yourself. (laughs) Keep it fresh, keep it spooky, keep it wise. podcast is over now what are you still doing here